Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What's so funny? Why, Friday Follies, of course, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. (laughs) The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This episode of Bells in the Bat Free was originally released October 13th, 2018. Ah, Mr. Bell, good to see you. Have a seat. Thanks, Doc. I'll just sit in the old leather couch here. Good, good. Then we can start. Wait, 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 wait. Not comfy yet. Ah. Ah. Okay, comfy. Excellent. So, how has your week been? Not bad. I, I, I had the stress of figuring out what to do for my 200th episode. Episode. I've told you about my podcast, right? Ah, yes. In fact, you've told me little else. I also made a decision this week. Excellent. What was this decision? I decided which door-opening sound effect to use at the beginning of this podcast. And what podcast is this? Number 200, the one I just started. This isn't a podcast. Sure it is. I put in the door sound effect, then the walking sound effect, then the <laughs> sound effect as I comfy down into the couch. And, of course, there's you. Me. The stereotypical psychiatrist with a German accent. Actually, I'm more of a therapist on I'm from Austria. Oh, maybe I should have made you sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <sighs> Mr. Bell, you talked about this. You can't make me sound anything other than the way I sound. Sure, I can make you sound like, Hi, I'm a psychiatrist. Mr. Bell, you are confusing your podcast with real life again. No, I'm not. Mr. Bell. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I am not a character in your, your podcasting. I am... Your therapist. Well, at least for this episode. For the past two years. We have talked about this, Mr. Bell. Okay, well, let me get this straight. What you're saying is, is that this isn't a podcast. This is real life. Yeah. Like what happens to me between podcasts. Exactly. Presented in the form of a podcast. (sighs) No, Mr. Bell. There were no sound effects when you came in. That was the door opening and closing. That was you on the couch. It was? Don't make me smack you, Mr. Bell. There, you see? That was a gag. That was funny. It's a podcast. This is not a podcast. I just happen to have a very good sense of humor. Uh-huh. I have to put up with you. What was that? Let's discuss the difference between the podcast and reality. Okay. Um, the podcast is funny. So you say. And reality is just sort of bleh. Mm-hmm. And what does your wife think of that? Wife? Wife? I, I, I don't have a wife. Yes, you do. No, no, I'm a generically unattached host of a... Stop. Show. You are not a host right now. You are simply a person. You are not in a podcast. I'm not in a podcast. And you are married. Well, if I'm married, why haven't we ever heard about her on the show? That is a very good question, Mr. Bell. Why? Why what? Why have you not referenced your wife on your show? Or for that matter, anything personal? Well, it's because the show is not about me. Is your name John Bell? Yes. It's the name of the show, Bells in the Bathory? Yes. Then the show is about you. 
Well, actually, it's more about my characters. Ah, but that is the same thing, is it not? What do you mean? Are your characters not just extensions of parts of your own personality? I'm not sure I'm following. Let's pick one, then. Uh, Brad Montworth. Brad Montworth. Yes, Brad Montworth. Somebody talking about me, Mr. Bell? Shh, quiet. Am I speaking too loud? No, no. Uh, what about Brad Montworth? Yeah, what about me? Well, I've listened to some of your podcasts. What? <laughs> what? You have? I didn't see that coming. Yes. And this Brad Montworth is somewhat of a, a dreamer. Yeah. A person with big plans yeah. that... Never come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's got you pegged. Who's got me pegged? I mean, uh, you've got Brad pegged. My name's not Peg. Oh, stop. I'll stop when our hour is up, Mr. Bell. Right, okay. So, what are you getting at? Maybe Brad Montverse, this character, is an extension of your own desire to, to hit the big time, to get the big score. No, no, I'm, I'm not like that at all. So tell me, how many listeners does your podcast have? Not, not nearly, nearly enough. enough. Hey, on this other character, the uh, Arnie something with a ridiculous name. Hey, whose name is he calling ridiculous? Ridiculous. I think I said ridiculous. And so you did. What is his last name? Kunchpod. Yeah, that. His name is Arnie Yazat? No, uh, Arnie Kunchpard. Kunchpard. It's kind of a play on words. No, it is. It is my name. It's been in my family for generations. Yeah, just ask his dad, Fortran, or his mom, Amiga, or his sister, Miss Doss. <laughs> Mr. Bell? Huh? Are you listening to me? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, sorry. You sort of zoned out there for a moment. Yeah, yeah, my mind tends to wander. Yeah, I wonder where it'll wind up next. If it wanders too much, you'll lose it completely. Come on, that's not nice. Well, a wandering mind could be nice, depending on what it's wandering about. Did you just make a play on words? He did, he did! We need to put this guy on the show. Anyway, as I was saying, this Ani Kunchpod is a smart fellow. Oh, yeah. A scientist. That's me! An inventor. This guy's smart. Although sometimes his inventions don't work very well. What a quack! Don't you see yourself as smart, Mr. Bell? Well, I... smart! Now cut that out! It was a simple question, Mr. Bell. So what are you saying, that my characters are sort of like Kirk, Spock, and Dr. McCoy? Oh, oh, I'm Kirk, I'm Kirk. I'm Kirk. Don't get upset, you can be Kirk if you want. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... I'm Spock, I'm Spock! Oh, in your dreams, Brad. Arnie should be Spock. Yeah, I just need some pointy ears. To go with your pointy hand. So I think we are making progress here. What kind of progress? Do you admit that you are married? I'm not married. In real life... I'm married. And how long have you been married? Uh, well, I don't know, about ten years. I seem to recall a podcast where you had your son on the show, and he's a lawyer. Yes, yes, he is. And you've been married ten years. He became a lawyer when he was eight years old. Mr. Bell? Okay, okay, I've been married longer than ten years. Maybe 20. Ooh, you better double that number. And then some. Are you trying to make me sound old? I'm just trying to make you face the truth, Mr. Bell. Okay, okay, I'm married. Very happily. Mm-hmm. For quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I have two sons that I'm very proud of. Ah, see? Progress. And my wife has actually been on the show. Really? But not as herself. Ah, so you have dragged her into this fantasy world of yours. Yes, no, it's not a fantasy world. It's 
Why don't we start at the beginning and find out what your world really is, Mr. Bell? How do you mean? How did it all begin? You mean like growing up and stuff? Yes, if you're up to telling me. Okay, okay, I'll do that, but... You don't listen. I don't listen? Not you, them. Ooh, this has got to be good. I'm going to make some popcorn. Okay, 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 okay. I was the middle child of three. It was Larry, Moe, and him. I can't do this if you keep interrupting. I won't interrupt you, Mr. Bell. Go on. All right. I have an older sister and a younger brother. We used to play together all the time. We came up with worlds that we inhabited with all sorts of characters and plot lines and adventures. And then one day, my dad brought home a reel-to-reel tape recorder that he was getting rid of from his office. And he gave it to us. We loved that recorder. At the time, we were living in Virginia, near Washington, D.C. So we came up with our own radio station, WUMP. Wonderful Wump, Washington's winner on 1253 and 3-4s on your radio dial. You made a jingle. We made bits. We did interviews. We came up with all sorts of stuff on the radio, including spoof commercials. That sounds like fun. Oh, it was. All three of us were very theatrical. And luckily, Mom was very theatrical, too, so she encouraged this sort of stuff. Sounds like a pretty happy childhood. For the most part, it was, but... My mom would get concerned when I just got sad for no reason at all on occasion. See beginnings of your depressions? Yeah, yeah, something that's kind of haunted me the rest of my life. You see, I was always sort of overweight and sort of shy and sort of geeky. But I coped. That is, until. Until? Well... I was approaching the sixth grade, and Mom and Dad were worried about the school systems in the area where we lived. They weren't exactly the best, you know what I mean? I think so. So I was enrolled in a private school, St. Stephen's School for Boys. And this was a bad experience. Well, to start with, we had to wear coats and ties every day. Oh, the humanity. The school was filled with privileged white kids, and, uh... Well, being shy and overweight, I had sort of a target on my back. Ah, so you've uh, teased a lot? Incessantly. Didn't the teachers do anything about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. They joined in. In fact, they were worse than the kids. The teachers teased you? Teased me, called me names, told me I was worthless, you know, that sort of stuff. That doesn't sound very conducive for a good education. Well, it wasn't. I, I went into survival mode. I didn't study. I just avoided contact with the teachers as much as possible. In fact, if they asked a question, and I even knew the answer to the question, I was afraid that maybe the answer wasn't exactly what they wanted, and they'd make fun of me. So I just said, I didn't know. Wouldn't you get yelled at for that? Oh, no, no, no. They came to expect me not knowing anything. That's why they called on me, so they could laugh at me and go on to the next kid. So I withdrew into myself as much as I could to become as invisible as possible. But there is one thing I did learn right away. Well, what is that? Well, this was a church school, and every morning we went to chapel, and we learned about how to be kind to our fellow man and do unto others as they do unto you. Then, when chapel was over... The teachers and the kids would go into their default, nasty mode. And from this you learned hypocrisy. I learned not to trust anybody. 
especially adults. How did you survive all this? Luckily, I had two friends there, two guys who were like me, outcasts, geeky, put upon. One was named Clay. He and I, during study hall, would write stories together. Stories about what? Mostly about the untimely demise of certain teachers, profusely illustrated. Mm-hmm. The kind of stuff that if we did it today and someone saw it, they'd call Homeland Security or the FBI. But for us, it was an outlet. So your creativity kicked in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Humor is a self-defense mechanism. So I have heard. What about this other friend? His name was Jay. Jay was the funniest, wittiest, quickest-minded person I have ever known. And not only did I know him at school, but luckily we lived near each other. So we created this bond, this mutual bond. We could almost read each other's minds. We remained close friends until he passed away suddenly a few years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. He taught me a lot. And there's one time that something happened that I got my best education from him. It was at St. Stephen's, which incidentally is probably not as bad a school now as it was some long years ago. Anyway, he was outside. We are waiting for the bus to take us home. And some smart aleck guy starts insulting him. Well, Jay is not the kind to back away. See, I would have backed away. I would have just closed into myself, turned around, probably started crying or something, because I was a wimp. But he started insulting him back. And Jay had this eloquence of language that he could turn an insult into gold. Well, this surprised this bully. And the bully re-insulted him. And Jay topped that insult with another funny insult. And they went back and forth, and a crowd started to gather. And then the strangest thing happened. The bully started laughing. He admired Jay and his sense of humor and his wit and the fact that he stood up to him. And they became friends. It was at that moment that I realized that the power of humor can defuse situations and even bridge gaps between people. If only you were brave enough to do it. That planted the seed in me, and I started standing up for myself more and more after that. It took time, but eventually I got pretty good at it. How long were you at this school? As I recall, it was sixth grade through ninth grade, but then we had to move because of my dad's work. And we moved down south. Now, you got to keep in mind, this was in the 60s. And I went to a local public high school, one that was in walking distance of home. And it was a shock. Because instead of just a sea of privileged white kids, there was every kind of person. Different races, different religions, different attitudes, different everything. And I loved it. I discovered that people are people no matter what their differences are. And that was a pretty heady realization for a high school kid in the Deep South in the 60s. And sure, there are occasional bullies there, but not everybody was a bully. The teachers encouraged me 
That was one of the biggest shocks of all. I had an English teacher who said, you like to write, don't you? And I said, yeah. She said, write for me. And that changed my life. My grades got better. I became fairly popular amongst a certain group of friends. They appreciated my sense of humor. Crying out loud, I got in the National Honor Society. Nobody saw that coming. And a friend of mine and I were tagged to do the morning announcements on the intercom system. We did it like a morning radio show. That was definitely a portend of things to come. Then I went to college, which was an education in itself. And I don't mean in the classrooms. Well, partially in the classrooms. I was a speech and theater major. And I was in plays, and I performed, and it was wonderful. And I learned skills that I later used on the radio. Timing, pacing, accents, all the tricks of performance arts. Well, that led to your radio career. Yes, I loved radio because you can do anything with sound. And did I have some good teachers? Bob and Ray, Stan Freeberg, the Firesign Theater, Dick Chicken Man Orkin, Monty Python, Jack Benny, Mel Blank. I listened, and I learned, and I experimented, and it all led up to doing this podcast. It sounds like you got a lot out of your college years. Oh, yeah. And all that wasn't the best part. The best part was meeting this little red-headed girl. <laughs> kind of like Charlie Brown, right? We hit it off. We dated for three years, and then we got married. And through all my episodes of depression that I still have now and then, she's my anchor. She is what keeps my feet on the floor. And doing this podcast is what keeps my head in the clouds. I think this has been a very productive session, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I'm actually glad this isn't one of my podcasts, because I never want my listeners to know all this stuff about me. But if they were listening, what would you say to some young person who would like to maybe do what you do? You mean like radio, comedy, podcasting? Any or all of the above. I'd say, hey, kid, don't let anybody get you down. You got a dream, you follow it. You may or may not succeed, but you gotta try. Ah, good words. Anything else? No. Yes, yes, yes. Don't expect to make any money in this business. If you want money, become a lawyer, like one of my sons. Or you might be happy driving a concrete pumping truck like my other son. Find what you like to do, then do it. Very encouraging words, Mr. Bell. Well, I went a long time without any grown-ups giving me an encouraging word, and I know how important it can be. I think this is a good time to finish up for the day. Yeah, if this isn't a podcast, that leaves me stuck with trying to think of an idea for my next podcast. I'm sure you'll think of something. Yeah, well, see you next week. You know, I really do like the sound of your door here. I'm going to bring a portable recorder next time and add that sound to my library. Excellent. I'll add it to your bill. Well, that was an interesting session. Yeah, if by interesting you mean boring. Well, nobody invited you guys to... Oh, wait, that's my wife. Let me catch that. 
Hey, Bite. Hey, Jonathan. What's this Bite stuff? And who's Jonathan? Bite is my nickname for my wife. Oh, you're going to have to explain this one. Does it involve tooth marks? No, no, no. She's, um, how can I put this? Um, vertically challenged a little bit. So I started calling her Bite Size. Because, you know, Bite Size is the right size. Yeah, I know. And eventually it got shortened down to just Bite. And who's Jonathan? Hello? Are you still there? Hold on. I'll be with you in just a second, Bite. I'm Jonathan. So your name is actually Jonathan Bell? No, my name is John Bell. She just needed a nickname for me, so she took John and lengthened it. So instead of John being short for Jonathan... Jonathan is long for John. Yes. Well, you two are made for each other. Are you talking to Brad and Arnie again? No. Yes. I just wanted to remind you to pick up some ice cream on the way home. Okay, will do. And if Brad and Arnie are joining us, better pick up an extra gallon. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, ah, very funny. I'll see you when you get home. Wait a sec. You ever wanted to be on my show? I've been on your show. I mean, as yourself. Oh, I guess so. Sure. I'll work you in then. Fine. Love you. Love to bite. Ice cream. Don't scream too loud or you'll wake up the neighbors. (laughs) I hope you're not using that line in your show. Well, now I won't. Goodbye. What flavor ice cream? You're not getting any ice cream. Oh. Mr. Bell, have you thought about how you're going to start your 200th episode? No. No, I have no idea yet. Well, I know how you can end it. Oh, really? And how would I end it? Something along the lines of, uh, let's see. This has been episode 200 of Belgina Bat Free. Copyright 2018 by John Bell Creative LLC. Yeah, that makes a good ending. This is Jack Ward, and from everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you all safety and protection during the COVID-19 outbreak. Join us as we listen and imagine, and together we'll make it through this. Please be safe.